Welcome to the Good Side Podcast, a platform to meet the real change makers and learn about innovative models for sustainable development. NLR India Foundation was established with an aim to help leprosy victims and build their lives through various programs. NLR India works closely with 150 leprosy colonies in seven states namely Bihar, Delhi, Jharkhand, Uttarakhand, Uttar Pradesh, Rajasthan and West Bengal in 129 districts. Since 1999 this non-governmental organization has been at the forefront of the global fight against leprosy. Today we have Dr. Ashok Agarwal, country director NLR India. to give us insights on the initiatives spearheaded by his organization Dr Agarwal the good side podcast welcomes you it is a pleasure to have you on our show thank you shruti for that introduction uh, and the opportunity to talk about nlr india foundation nlr india foundation as you have mentioned that we are a non-profit non-religious non-government organization which got registered in 1999 as a public charitable trust under the indian trust act we realized the dire need to mitigate the sufferings caused by leprosy and disabilities the persons affected by leprosy and disabilities need to be encouraged and enabled to be able to overcome ignorance multidimensional poverty stigma discriminations deprivations disabilities and the impact and associates we work towards with the with communities and societies with a aim in which governments private companies ngos and disability people organizations join hands to ensure that people with disabilities are enabled to participate as fully and independently as possible and also enabled to use their rights to develop their abilities and rightfully get equal opportunities for their personal development in the context of their families and society at large meaning we give lot of focus on development of the affected the individuals their families the society so that all of them the affected the disabled they get a full opportunity to, to live their lives and we as programs we follow three major thematic programs and which are as per the global uh guidance on zero leprosy which is three zeros and these three zeros are zero transmission zero disability and zero exclusion so we have programs we have projects uh in the seven states which address these three zeros thank you for sharing that information uh now first of all we would like to know about your major programs that are contributing in the fight against leprosy and also it would be great if you can take us through initiatives that are aimed 
at social inclusion and stigma reduction of people affected by leprosy? Thank you, Sruti, for that question. Uh, when we say uh, zero transmission, so prevention of zero prevention of leprosy comes under zero transmission. And that's a very important focus of uh, NLR India Foundation. We provide technical assistance in the seven states on uh, how to prevent leprosy and which has a defi definite uh, intervention. In fact, uh, it is NLR India which brought to the country the prevention mechanism like we tested we, we trialed, uh, field tested uh, uh, the feasibility of providing a single dose of a medicine, which is called rifampicin, for prevention of leprosy amongst contacts. So this was done in Dadra Nagar Haveli and encouraged by the results, Government of India launched it as a national program on 2nd of October the 2018. So uh, uh, we also developed a guideline for implementing it. And in these seven states where we work, this is one of our very important agenda. Similarly, in the communities where we work, we also uh, let people know that there is such a medicine available. And uh, we work with the government to ensure availability of uh, this medicine uh, across the different uh, locations. Under zero disability, we not only work towards uh, care and support of the disabled, but also we work towards prevention of disability. Now, how do we prevent disability? Well, for prevention, what we do is we uh, uh, try to uh, advocate uh, early diagnosis uh, and early diagnosis of leprosy itself, meaning that the disability comes to a person if the, if the person remains infected and undiagnosed and treated for quite some time. So if we are able to detect and treat leprosy early, and there are medicines available uh, which are provided free of cost by the government as uh, MDT, multi-drug therapy. So uh, uh, if that is done, it, it means that the leprosy can be prevented. The second aspect of leprosy of, of disability prevention is that whoever has got a mild disability, the person starts receiving care for that mild disability so that the disability doesn't get worst. The examples could be, for example, the person has got some loss of sensation. So uh, we early on, the advice would be to protect the limbs and the, how the limbs can be protected. The limbs can be protected by, uh, for example, the lower limb, the feet can be protected by using protective shoes, which are called MCR shoes, microcellular uh, shoes. And, uh, so again, these are provided free of cost by the government, but then uh, uh, they should, uh, it, uh, the awareness needs to be there that uh, uh, the health worker uh, is able to detect 
leprosy uh, early and provide these MCR shoes. Also, there is a need for a periodic examination of the functioning of different limbs uh, for uh, the uh, sensation and the, uh, uh, the strength of the limbs. Now, this nerve function test also needs to be done periodically by the healthcare workers. So that also acts as an, as an intervention for prevention of disability. Now, next I come to the uh, care of disability. Now for this, what we do is uh, we work with the, the, uh, the, lepis, the leprosy colonies and also in communities where we have programs which uh, 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 train them in self-care. Now this self-care is that if we have limbs which are weak and affected, how to take care of them. If eyes are affected, now eyes could be affected in terms of the eyes, eyelids not closing. So how to take care of uh, such a situation? So we train, uh, train the individuals and their families on self-care. So, uh, so if an individual keeps doing this self-care, then the person possibly will be able to deal with the disability better. Now, uh, the other support required for disability, a disabled person is the support for life, meaning the person who is disabled is dependent for everything on someone else. Uh, for example, the person may not be able to move. So, which means that uh, he requires, he or she requires support in movement. So, uh, assist, assistive device is required and also sometimes help by a family member or a community person to move around. Second support could be that the person has ulcers in the feet. So, they require uh, treatment, sometimes medicines for treatment of those ulcers so they don't get worse. So again, like we connect them to the local healthcare facilities so that this support is provided. Also, the person uh, would require a livelihood. So we again try to uh, 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 generate some kind of uh, uh, low, uh, uh, low cost uh, income generation activities. So through those low cost income generation activities, uh, for example, like we have supported number of people on uh, say, say uh, for example, they, uh, uh, they put together a stall, a, a vegetable stall, right? So we provide them small loans by which they can do it. And then the other support which is required is uh, for uh, uh, their children so that uh, they grow up into uh, uh, useful uh, in, uh, into into useful citizens of the country so this is uh, so we have projects uh, on all these aspects and when we come to zero exclusion i would want to mention about a very important project which we are implementing in uh, uh, in a very remote place uh, uh, called Aurangabad. Now, this Aurangabad district of Bihar, 
happens to be a, an is aspirational district uh, identified by the government of India. Now, it has lot of persons with disabilities. As per census 2011, uh, there are around 40, uh, 43,500 uh, persons living with disabilities and out of which around 5,700 are children. Now, these persons have different kinds of disabilities, disabilities of seeing, disabilities of hearing, disability of speech, disability of movement, mental retardation. In fact, a good number, around 3,000 uh, people have mental retardation, other mental illness, like around 2,700. Uh, so uh, for this, we have a community-based uh, uh, disability inclusive development program, which is being implemented in Aurangabad since 2016. Uh, so uh, now uh, uh, the aim of the project uh, is to not only um, uh, assist them in terms of managing these disabilities, but empowering them. And by empowerment, we mean that uh, uh, we promote uh, collectivization, collectivization of uh, the PWDs into, uh, say, uh, self-help groups, into block development committees, and uh, disability people's organization, disabled friendly villages. Uh, so uh, this, uh, this then allows them to uh, voice their needs and uh, get uh, their needs fulfilled through the government health system. In fact, uh, uh, we have been successful in uh, uh, providing such support to a lot of people and uh, they are able to now uh, get their pensions uh, in time because of completion of the documents which are required for disability certificate and pension. We are curious to know how NLR India carried out its operations during the peak of COVID-19 outbreak. We would also be interested in knowing how the organization contributed towards protecting the livelihood of migrant workers and other vulnerable population during the trying times. Uh, well, Sruti, as all of us have experienced, the COVID second peak has been tremendous, tremendous in terms of uh, affecting the lives of uh, uh, all of us. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. uh, by mm -hmm. all of us, I would mean that uh, uh, we as uh, employees of the organization, our uh, families, friends, and the communities we work with. And, you know, the marginalized, meaning uh, the, our communities, the leprosy affected, the disabled, uh, the disabled people, they have been worst affected. And uh, 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 we as employees of uh, an organization, our livelihood was assured, meaning like we were getting uh, ours, at least our salaries in time. But then for the communities we work with, they lost everything. I mean, all that little uh, income generation which they were doing, everything stopped. It came to zero, right? So there, it was a major challenge of uh, survival. Uh, uh, and uh, 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 so what we did, 
we thought early on very early on like uh, march this second peak started so very early on in april we started an emergency response and this emergency response was uh, that we had uh, telephone numbers of uh, uh, a good number of our uh, registered community i mean who uh, on a on a continued basis we uh, provide services to them so uh, we our our staff they uh, reached out to all the 150 leprosy colonies through phones and checked about their well-being also we reached out to thousands of uh, uh, disabled people who reach in uh, uh, who live in aurangabad so uh, and the very first thing we checked with them that how they were doing and they had different kinds of need most of them required uh, support for their sickness support for uh, food uh, uh, and also uh, uh, they they wanted uh, uh, that uh, 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 how to protect uh, protect themselves uh, from uh, covid so uh, uh, besides this we also worked on uh, starting uh, helplines 11 of our staff they ran independent helplines where not only uh, the leprosy affected but uh, anyone could call and uh, they were called corona sahayaks and you know uh, by june 2021 we were able to uh, reach around 100 180000 persons including 4700 uh, persons affected by leprosy and their families and uh, uh, we provided different kinds of supports the helpline in particular they provided verified contact numbers addresses availability of products services cost and other information related to the chemist shops oxygen providers then uh, availability of testing centers ambulance food support hospital icu beds plasma donors doctors for online support uh, equipment ct scan for i mean uh, the entire gamut so our uh, though 11 of uh, us were acting as uh, helplines but uh, the rest of the staff was supporting them in collecting all the different kind of information which was required to be given and we reached out to around uh, 15000 uh, persons uh, including 3400 leprosy affected and their family members of on covid appropriate behavior which is uh, 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 advising them and demonstrating to them how to use mask hand wash and social distance and around 633 persons affected with leprosy were provided with uh, mdt which is the medicine for leprosy dressing materials self care kits mcr which is uh, 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 the uh, footwear then uh, splint other protective devices mask soap for sanitizer food dry ration packets to around 365 of them considering the kind of initiatives nlr india undertakes your workforce must be confronting a lot of challenges 
we would like to know about the major ones and the ways to overcome them. Thank you, Sruti. Uh, we have a motivated workforce. We enjoy converting challenges into opportunities. However, there are factors which are sometimes not in our control. For example, COVID-19, which has been a huge challenge because of the lockdown restrictions, we could not visit our beneficiaries and communities as face-to-face -face contacts and fees visits have no alternative. Our work and achievements were pushed back. We had established our relations with a lot of hard work over a long period of time as we could not visit them during this disastrous time. We have lost some community trust. We need, we need to rebuild our relations and trust. We also need to work hard against time to complete the task which we are not able to do. And it's not easy to complete the task of say one year in around five months. Also, uh, because of the challenges which the communities suffered, their expectations have increased, uh, meaning uh, uh, like they not only want to listen to what we are saying uh, or provide or uh, the training or mentoring which we provide, but they also want materialistic support and which actually is very important because anyone in their situation who has nothing or very, very limited resources would want that. Uh, so we are actually looking for, uh, urgently looking for donors to support these persons uh, who are disabled and other persons uh, and families affected leprosy living in colonies, villages and urban areas of uh, Bihar, Delhi, Jharkhand, uh, Rajasthan, Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand and West Bengal, our seven states. So anything, I mean, any support, maybe, uh, maybe support in checks, cash, in-kind donations, or even volunteering from individual institutions uh, would actually help the cause. How does NLR India plan on advancing its services to leprosy-affected people? We plan to continue with our uh, work. I mean, where uh, I think we are also doing some good work, which gives us a uh, good amount of satisfaction. However, we need to keep working with energy and intensity and also uh, bring in innovations. We realize that with limited resources and continuously depleting resources, uh, it is not easy to work in the extensive areas where we do now. And uh, as you know, uh, Suti, leprosy uh, is thought to be a disease which is eliminated, but it is actually not so. Still, we are getting around 120,000 new cases every year. And uh, also there is a huge number of persons who are living with disabilities due to leprosy and there is no concrete count of that. There is an estimate which says that there are around 1 million of them who are living with disabilities due to leprosy. So all these people require support. So uh, we 
uh, endeavor to uh, keep on uh, 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 making efforts for uh, getting more and more resources. But then we also want to do quality work. Now, for doing that, we might also have to, I mean, draw a balance between how much we can actually do. Should we keep on continuing with uh, uh, the seven states and with uh, so many 150 colonies and with, say, around 129 districts? Or should we try to uh, uh, bring it down? So that's a, that's a big challenge to us. Of course, we don't want to lose touch with uh, the communities uh, who we have been working with. But then, I mean, we also need to uh, draw a balance between uh, how much we can uh, really uh, be able to do and, in a, uh, uh, and with quality intervention. We are also thinking of uh, gradually moving from uh, charity to a sustainable development mode. Now, uh, it sounds quite, uh, uh, quite good to talk about it. Uh, but, you know, in practice, it becomes difficult because the leprosy affected, the disabled people are very, very poor uh, and they look for, I mean, materialistic support and it's no fault of them, right? But uh, 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 our effort nonetheless will be that how do we enable them so that uh, they don't look for materialistic support rather than they uh, generate that materialistic support by themselves. Now, again, that's a tough task to do, but then uh, uh, collectivizing them into self-help groups, uh, uh, teaching them different skills. Then uh, uh, the other important group actually we are working with is uh, their children. And these children, uh, we are uh, training them as change agents. And uh, one of the very important components in the, in the training is developing their life skills and livelihood skills besides uh, supporting them on education. So, uh, uh, so that in the long run, they are able to not only bring change to their own lives, but their families and their community. We are also uh, uh, in the constant uh, endeavor to look for like-minded individuals and organizations, donors and foundations to come forward and support uh, uh, this cause of uh, uh, leprosy, uh, leprosy and people uh, living with disabilities. There might be people actually, you know, who want to give, uh, but uh, they do not, uh, one, they may not be aware of leprosy or they may not be motivated enough to uh, donate for leprosy. We need to reach out to them and make them understand the need so that uh, they start supporting the cause of leprosy. Thank you, Sruti. It was great having you, Dr. Agarwal, on our episode today. Thank you for taking the time out to provide us valuable insights on NLR India. Thank you so much. If you are part of any development journey and wish to engage with us, please email us at contact 
at thegoodsite.com or WhatsApp on 963-101-4408.